back towards the race course proper with two stuffed hurdles in front of them. And out in front is Potter's Corner under Jack Tudor with Diesel Danielle racing in second the grey. Plan of attack in the blue and green, then in closer mortal. It's coming right into it as well through the stripes beat of cap. They raced over the second from home and now begin to head towards the final hurdle, the 32nd and last. And with the lead, Potter's Corner. Shows by two next to Mortal in second, the green diesel Dalian is next in third, then plan of attack. Church of England is involved with a wide range of sports, from running to basketball and swimming to cricket. The Reverend Louise Brown is the chaplain at Cheltenham Racecourse. In case of horse racing, whether it's the trainer, the jockey, the punters, the people who work on the racecourse, it's to wear a badge so they can approach you, it's to look approachable and it's to enter into the fun and the joy of the actual event. So in my case, horse racing, to actually enjoy the racing and to know a little bit about it so I know who's running, who's winning, who's riding and who's fallen off. And in practice, who is it you find yourself talking to? Is it, is it jockeys, trainers? To be, honest, to be honest with you, it's a complete mixture. Um, on the race course, you talk to a lot of punters, but because obviously the jockeys, the trainers are busy, but then I follow it up by visiting some of the yards and then you can have more in-depth conversation. And generally, what is it you find people want to talk about? Everything from the existence of God as to what a chaplain is doing on a race course when, in a lot of people's opinion, um, the church would criticise uh, racing for all the things, you know, damage to the horses, gambling, drinking. So therefore, they think that my initial conversation is often, well, are you here to stop us? And then when I say no, I'm here to show you that God's here already and that's what a chaplain does that there is a presence here and then you get into all sorts of conversations uh, about their own personal life about not going to church because it isn't any relevance to them and how actually they enjoy having a spiritual conversation out in the open air what do you find the pressures on sports people and particularly in racing what, what are those pressures for a jockey it's the very fact that if you don't get a ride you don't get paid so there is not there is the pressure that you've got to keep being the best you can in order to get a ride there is an awful lot of injuries in amongst jockeys so they're spending weeks in hospital with breaking lots of bones in their body especially in the jump racing there's also the pressures if you haven't got a race you're spending days on your own there's the pressure of depression and feeling a failure for a trainer it's you will only get the people sending their horses to your yard if you have a, a good success rate if your winners fall down then people will take away their horses and then that's your livelihood and the very fact too that I think it's 365 days a year when you're working with horses because whether you're a stable lad a jockey a trainer the horses need looking after all the time but not just pressures for celebrations as well oh absolutely there's nothing greater than uh, 
for a yard than to have a winner, especially at the big races, at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, there's nothing greater than being in the syndicate and enjoying the camaraderie and the tension of, the, the, there's a great tension and a joy if your horse is running um, and you're just in there and everything else is forgotten. Um, and, and, and so yes, there is an awful lot of joy to share and, and also just for the average punter, if you have a race that is you know, spectacular, then you're talking about it and you stand and talk to whoever's standing beside you. So if the chaplain's standing beside you and it's just been an amazing race, uh, then you're talking about the race and that leads on to other things. So there is an awful lot of joy. Andre Klein is the community engagement manager at Cheltenham Racecourse. It's incredible actually the number of times throughout, you know, throughout the year you get the, the need to call on a, on a chaplain and it could be any in any kind of way at all, you know, just it's, they offer so much support, you know, to the staff, the race goers, um, the sports participants as well, um, and you never know when that's going to come. That request is going to come, but um, also the race course has, you know, got got strong links with the, the the racing community that are around the race course. You know, not not just about race days, um, and they're there to offer support through racing welfare and um, yeah, it's just a, it, it, as I say, it's it's a, it, it's a real asset kind of uncelebrated but it's something that we certainly don't take for granted it's a very important thing for us the Leicester Tigers are one of England's top rugby teams Andy Upton the minister of night and free church in Leicester has recently become their chaplain the kind of head coach at uh, Tigers Steve Borthwick um, was looking for a chaplain and the reason he was looking for a chaplain is that some of the players were saying we'd like a bible study and uh, he wanted to make them as as welcome uh, as he could, and so he reached out. And he'd he'd been uh, he knew Guy Saracens when he was playing there, and through a friend of a friend of a friend, <laughs> I ended up uh, getting a call from Steve. I didn't really think the whole thing was going to come about, and so I was a little bit shocked. You know, in terms of church, I understand how churches work. I've been doing this for over twenty years, but. Uh, uh, I, rugby I didn't know much about and certainly not being a chaplain so Bible study 2 I said to the boys look this is really embarrassing but I know what a scrum is I don't know why you have a scrum can you explain it and you could see them putting their heads in their hands at that point um, but I think that works in my favour because what they don't want is somebody coming in um, to the club and doing kind of you know fanboy stuff with them um, and I didn't know who they were um, so I couldn't do that. I've, I'm slightly more in awe of them now because I've watched them, but at that stage I didn't didn't know who they were. So just getting used to it, very very different from a church setting, but now very very refreshing. I look forward to going in there. How have you felt that that staff and players and the whole setup? How, how have they responded to you? Um, when I went in, Steve let me talk to. To, to everybody um, who was there at the time. And so uh, I, I was able to say, look, I have quite a unique position in the team, which is um, I'm part of you, but I don't report to anybody. So you can talk to me in confidence and I, it, you know, I'm not going to go back to Steve and, and chat. Now I work closely with Steve um, uh, in order to try and help some of them. But uh, if you speak to me in confidence, it stays in confidence. And I think, that's been a help, and that's that is quite unusual in in the setup. Um, the other thing is, I stick out like a sore thumb because all the players wear the same uniform. They have a lovely 
blue training kit on and all the uh, staff have a lovely uniform, a bright red kit on. And um, the chaplain just wears his normal civvies. And so I stick out like a sore thumb so everybody knows who I am. Um, I also cycle at the smallest bike in the whole world. I cycle at Brompton. And when they discovered that, it got kidnapped and I got mocked about it quite a bit. So that kind of stays in, in, in your mind, I think. And how would you describe the role of a, a chaplain to a rugby club? Well, I, all I can speak about is, is what I do. And I, I suppose it's, it's two parts. On the one hand, I'm, um, I, I lead a Bible study each week um, for those who want to come. And most of those are, are Christians. Um, and I, I just seek to care for them as probably as I would do anybody else in, the, in my church family. And it gives me an opportunity just to hang around, meet people, and also for them to come and chat to me if, if they want to. And what do you find in practice are the sort of things that people want to talk about? Well, uh, it's full of a lot of, you know, um, 20, 30-year-old men. And so um, those guys are, are looking for how they can uh, get married often. <laughs> um, and some of them come from abroad and they're married to people from abroad and they well they want to get married to people from abroad and so it's it's a question of how do I navigate this system so I've done that for a, a few of them and others will come for the the, the harder and more painful things um uh and that there aren't loads coming at the moment but I I think it's a a slow uh it's a question of slowly building relationships with 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 the with the team and also not just the team with the you know, we think of the however many it is. Um, see, this is how bad I am at rugby. <laughs> Something like 26 people on the, um, the picture on the sidelines. But there's a big team behind who are supporting them. And they also have challenges and difficulties and joys um, and want some help. As well as providing chaplains to existing sports projects, churches also run their own. The Church of Christ the Redeemer in Cambridge runs a regular sports night for teenagers. I enjoy it, I enjoy playing sports. Um, yeah, nice babies and friends, people. It's pretty competitive here as well, so that's always good fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. People are nice here. I think I really enjoy the sport and the community of it all. I think it's a really good community. I know lots of these people quite well. Uh, sort of a nice atmosphere to play sport in. Rosie Wallace is a trainee sports and faith minister who helps out at the sports nights. We call it Friday Night Youth, um, where anyone's welcome between uh, years 7, 12, 13. And we have sports going on and we have like crafts and baking um, as well going on. A bit of any, everything and anything, to be honest. And what do you do on an evening like this? play a lot of football. <laughs> um, We've just played some hockey, and that was a little bit terrifying, with sticks everywhere, uh, but good fun. So I might sound a little bit out of breath, that is why. Um, and yeah, mainly football, dodgeball, anything sporty. Danny Driver is the vicar of Christ the Redeemer. I finished my curacy at St Barnabas Church uh, in fairly central Cambridge and moved with a group of people from there to join Christ the Redeemer last summer. And as part of the the exploration as to how we might uh, um, join the existing church here 
uh, we was thinking and praying and observing in the area that sport would be a really good way to connect with people, particularly young people uh, in Barnwell on the east of Cambridge. Uh, and so that's where ideas began to emerge from that. Surely there are uh, plenty of sports activities already going on in this area. So why not join them and support them rather than start your own? Well, something like tonight, Friday Night Youth, we, we are exactly partnering. So Cambridge United, they send the coach along to this. Cambridge United is in the parish of our church, uh, the football state, the professional football club. They've got an excellent community uh, trust, uh, which has been established for many years. And I think in recent years, it's won some awards for the work, the work they do, particularly in Barnwell. And so then when we were saying we're doing sports stuff, there was a, a natural, easy conversation for us to sit down and say, here's what we, here's what we love. We love sport. You love sport. Uh, how can we together find ways to serve Barnwell? And they do they do lots of stuff and not outside of Barnwell across the whole city, but we you know we they understand that we're located in Barnwell and that's our focus. Uh, so that's and then we as we talked about what might be possible and what could emerge from that, then we said well we got this new Friday night youth um, idea sort of bubbling up uh, once a month uh, to begin with. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so they've sent a coach along. Uh, so we've got that really healthy, actually, relationship. Um, obviously, the distinctive thing about what we're doing here locally is uh, we're a church, uh, and what we believe is fundamental to why we do all of what we do. Um, so that I mean, I think that's the distinctive element of, of of the package, so to speak, for want of a better term, is yes, we want to do lots of sport, and we love it. Uh, I know that young people love it. Um, though we also want to be really clear that we believe, uh, what, as Christians, what we believe is such an important thing for young people to think about themselves. Um, and there's not anything quite like that, in certainly in this part of the city, um, despite all the good sports stuff that goes on. So where there's lots of good sport, let's find ways to partner together, um, not compete against them, um, but also be honest with young people because we have other things going on through the week where we do sport and faith together, uh, being able to offer that for young people to come and join us in. What comments do you get from people? A whole range, I, I think, in terms of answers uh, or comments that people give us. Some people are pleasantly surprised. Some people are just don't quite know what to make of it. Um, uh, some people, I mean, I think those on the, the sort of pleasantly surprised, they're sort of, I mean, to sort of generalise, they're sort of like, why isn't other churches doing something like this? Um, particularly because a lot of young people... Uh, enjoy sport in some form or another whether that be like the lots of running around today or whether that even be sitting in front of a video game uh, which is you know considered a viable form of sport nowadays esports um, and then there's those obviously that don't approve of what we're doing and think um, that we are um, perhaps just just trying to do it just to be able to convert people um, so that whole range of uh, things really if someone said to you, you're just doing this to try to convert people, what would you say? I would say um, it's not just that. We, um, we, are, we are all physical beings and our, our bodies are, are good things. Uh, and our thing, uh, bodies to be uh, good and to be looked after. Um, and sport is a really good way to be able to do that. Sport not only helps us look after our bodies, it helps us with our mental health. It helps us build community. Um, uh, all of which are excellent things. Uh, and then I think uh, I would say from a Christian perspective, certainly from the church, yes, or, yes, we are we are what we believe uh, and we do what we believe uh, to be good and important. 
Um, so that that is that's the other dimension in the mix of it. So the sort of the phys- the, the, the body, the mind, the spirit, so to speak, rather than it purely just being about uh, body and mind. Actually, there's as a holistic approach, I would say, to what we're trying to do. Um, so yes, but it's not the only reason why. There's there's plenty of other reasons why we're we're doing what we're doing. The Right Reverend Libby Lane, Bishop of Derby, is the Church of England's Bishop for Sport. So why does the church have a bishop for sport? Because sport is such an important part of our national life for uh, the whole nation, for communities, for individuals. Um, sport and well-being, the intersect of physical activity and the rest of our lives is such a significant part of who we are. Sport is hugely important for the nation it employs thousands and thousands of people it contributes an enormous amount uh, to our national economy it has real influence in terms of community identity and cohesion um, i'm bishop of derby and uh, sport in in the city of derby for example is really important um, we come together with our football team in Derby County. Uh, we have a centre of uh, national cycling. Um, sport is really important on a really local level in our schools, in our parks, in our uh, uh, sports and community centres. Uh, sport brings people together from across different demographics and different ages. Sport helps people to be healthy and to be happy. Uh, sport is just really important part of who we are, our nation and our identity. And the church understands that God cares about every aspect of who we are as individuals and as a nation. Um, and so that's why we have a bishop for sport and why the church is engaged with sport at every level. There seems to be a couple of ways in which, in particular, in which uh, the church is involved with sport. Uh, one is chaplains to existing sports projects, and the other is setting up new sports projects. If I could start by asking about chaplains, um, there seem to be chaplains to all sorts of areas of sport. How important do you think the role of the chaplain is? It's that wonderful that there are chaplains um, to all sorts of sports at all sorts of level of sport, to elite sport and to grassroots sport. Um, and chaplains engaged in the sports community, like chaplains um, in all sorts of contexts, um, are really at the intersect of uh, people's everyday lives um, and the, the vocation of the church. Uh, so that chaplains are in sports communities, whether they're sports clubs or grassroots sports experience, are able to offer pastoral and personal care to individuals, uh, but also just uh, bring to the surface uh, that sense of life in all its fullness and uh, God's desire for the flourishing of every aspect um, of our lives and the ways that physical activity is itself a, a glory um, of God uh, in whose image we are made uh, and God's affirmation of the physical um, and the stuff, the physical 
flesh of our bodies that God made and saw was very good. Uh, and on top of that, the, the church is also initiating its own sports projects. So there are dioceses that are engaged in quite high-profile uh, sports projects that is uh, contributing to the common good uh, and the well-being and welfare of communities on quite a large scale, um, offering training and support and uh uh, context in in a in a building and and quite complex offering around sport, and um, that is good for well being, but also um, offers that opportunity to to introduce people to the Christian faith who might not otherwise have any contact uh, with uh, churches or Christian communities. Uh, but churches also offer uh, sport and physical activity. Uh, and well-being activity in all sorts of other in other ways that might be through um, a part of parent and toddler group that have uh, physical activity for that or might be part of their care for the elderly that might offer um, uh, indoor bowls or armchair aerobics it might be a walking group or a five-a-side football group all sorts of small and large-scale ways uh, that uh, churches and congregations uh, are getting engaged in sport and physical activity. Athletes from all over the world will be arriving in Birmingham this summer to take part in the Commonwealth Games, and churches are planning how they can be involved. The Reverend Natalie Andrews heads the Sport and Wellbeing Project for the Church of England. They're often known as the Friendly Games, um, and, and really there's a real sense of them being um, a real festival, a real celebration um, and actually different athletes come, some, some athletes who come who perhaps would have retired as well come and, and play um, in those games as well as those who are kind of new to it as well. So there's often a real uh, vibe of kind of being there, supporting one another. So there is competition, but in a very friendly way. Why are churches being involved? Well, firstly, because um, it's going to be in Birmingham, which obviously is the second city in, in England. And uh, the Church of England obviously has a parish and a diocese in every uh, part of England. And, and a part of the Church of England, um, the beauty of the Church of England is to be that presence, that Christian presence in every place. And of course, um, it would be a no-brainer for us to be part of what's happening uh, in the country, especially something so big as the Commonwealth Games. But uh, there are a couple of things really to think about with regard to why churches would be interested in the Commonwealth Games. And the first thing, well, firstly, thinking about the friendship aspect and that sense of actually coming together and in unity uh, all of that diversity that we'll see through the games actually is a real uh, expression, really, of what the church is. And, and actually, so to be involved with, with that, I think, is really important. But also, uh, if we think about uh, some of the amazing things that the athletes will be doing uh, through their physical activity, um, it's really important that the church says something about that that christians say something about physical activity uh, sport matters in itself 
uh, we're, we're made body, mind and spirit. And I think it's really important that we, we focus on that and celebrate all of the, the gifts that God gives us. Um, and actually sport is one of those gifts. So again, the Commonwealth Games is an opportunity for us to be that love and that light and that salt, uh, not just in Birmingham, but actually in our in our communities and perhaps using the event to be able to share that. So what will churches actually be doing during the Commonwealth Games? Well, there's a huge variety of things that churches will be doing, and I, and I think a lot of them are preparing for that at the moment. But a couple of things, um, there's sports chaplaincy. Um, so there's an organisation called Sports Chaplaincy UK, which supports people to be those chaplains through and in sport. Um, and so actually they can they can be a chaplain um, uh, both in the games and sort of outside of the games um, through the local churches that are uh, perhaps near to stadiums um, and near to the events that are happening. Um, so there's the opportunity to be that sports chaplain uh, in the games. And, and actually the police are the ones who are um, kind of preparing chaplains to be the chaplains actually within the stadiums and within the events themselves. So that's quite exciting as well, that there'll be, um, that the police are really involved in actually enabling that chaplaincy within the games as well as sports chaplaincy outside. But the other thing that, that churches are doing, I guess, they're, they're now spending time praying and really listening to, to what they could offer. And um, we, we were talking the other day with some churches in Birmingham about some of their plans. Um, and a lot of them are thinking, actually, just even offering simple hospitality. There'll be a lot of people coming to the Birmingham area, um, going, um, you know, travelling to the different events that they'll be going to. So again, to be able to offer um, you know, nice cake and tea and coffee and things like that is a really big thing. But one of the things in terms of the project, um, the National Sport and Wellbeing Project, that we really would, would love to, con to, to encourage is um, that people start to begin to think about actually how can we do things that are quite small, uh, regular, that would continue beyond the Games. For some young people, they don't get taken to the local leisure centre because it's actually a four-mile trip away or an expensive bus journey away. Whereas it actually, if we were able to uh, open our church halls um, and put on something very simple, um, that would make it quite easy for those young people to attend and it would be good for their physical well-being as well as their emotional and spiritual well-being. Um, and it gives us pleasure. Um, I think the things that bring us joy, um, we should delight in. And for me and for countless others, sport 
is one of those things.